guys. Welcome to a new episode of the Holy Hour podcast, the bi-weekly podcast where we talk oh. all about the cure. And I'm joined by Donald and Chaz. How's it going, dudes? So, it's all right. Man, it's a Monday night. There's no hiding it tonight because this is our mysterious caller episode. We're taking the episode to new grounds and breaking through uh, technology frontiers on this one. And um, what we wanted to new, do. New grounds aren't always better grounds, Gavin. We'll see. We'll see. You, you never know if you don't leave the basement, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the story of my life. You never know what's out there. First steps leaving the basement. But um, so, yeah, the premise of tonight's episode is that we are all locked in and recording. And I'm about to throw a post up on Instagram to see if anybody out there. Wants to uh, be merged into our three-way call to make this a four-way call. And we're going to talk to someone that might be a complete stranger. Maybe it's someone we know. Maybe it's someone we only know through the uh, social media worlds out there. So what do you think, guys? Is this a terrible idea? Or? It could be a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> feel like uh, there's some weariness in the best idea ever. <laughs> you get three guys that are uh, <laughs> never keen on striking up a conversation with a stranger, probably, and see what happens. But that in itself, I think, is something that's a, a very cure-related thing. There's a very uh, social awkwardness thread that runs through a lot of cure friends, I think, and uh, maybe this is it, so... Let's see. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, you're pretty social. Pretty social. You feeling social? All right, let's see what happens. We're going to go ahead and I'm going to just go post it up there and then now. I think I've listened to it. Let's see, I just got a message. Hey, Gavin, just taking a break at work and browsing Facebook when I saw your post. We'd be down for a chat if there's still time. Colleen, the Ooh. from uh, that did the South Africa report for us. Oh, nice. Yeah, that'd be cool. You down? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. All right, let me jot down her number and try to merge her in. I don't know Good where she digits. is. All right, sweet. Cool. Say, Fucking technology, yes. man. All right, here we go. Oh, shit. Hello, it's Colleen. Hey, Colleen, this is Gavin. How's it going? Good. It feels weird to hear your voice. I know, <laughs> Not it's in so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for getting in touch. No worries. So what's what's going on? You have other people on the call? Yeah, I'm going to merge them in right now. Hold okay, on. Let's see cool. if I don't hang up on everybody. Here All we right. go. Hitting the button. Can you <laughs> hear us? Up? I hey, hear people, up? yeah. All right. So uh, this is me, Gavin. And uh, <laughs> introduce yourselves, boys. <laughs> I guess you can tell who that is. I'm Donald the bad boy. How you doing? Hi, Donald. This is Colleen. Hi, Colleen. This is Chaz. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm doing all right. How are you guys? Pretty good. We were just catching Donald up on all the current events. Just chilling out here. And Are you in California? Yeah, I'm in California, so I'm just working a little bit late. Awesome. I was taking a break, and I saw your message. Oh, cool. Yeah. What, a, what a fun work break. Thank you for cool. doing uh, that segment. It was really well done. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was great. Anyone that's uh, joined the podcast that hadn't caught on, uh, Colleen was 
super kind and did the uh, South Africa shows for us. And uh, you should definitely check those out if you haven't out there. But um, yeah, that was great. Did you did it all live up to expectations in the end? By the time you got home, everything was worth yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it kind of was. Ex- it was kind of like I expected. You know, like I mentioned in the podcast. You know, I didn't expect like um, my favorite songs. Like expected the hits. So I kind of went in with that expectation, and so I wasn't disappointed. You know, you know, you yeah. kind of set your expectations. Um, but yeah, it was just amazing. I got really, as I mentioned, like right up there and to seeing everybody being so enthusiastic and mm-hmm. then south africa was definitely an interesting country right yeah so yeah you've never been there before right i've never been there i've never been anywhere yeah. in africa before yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be wild yeah, um and then i'm actually going to sydney i don't know i think i might have mentioned that cool. yeah, I've yeah i was gonna just see if that was still on on yeah, yeah no it's happening um mm-hmm. and, um oh, yeah. Yeah, I have two. Bi- so yeah, it's it's a crazy year. Um, I should be probably like saving my money for like retirement and stuff. Of <laughs> course. Um, yeah, I'm going to Sydney really quick. I don't have that much time off from work, so I'm going really quick. People think I'm crazy. Um, I had an extra ticket, and I found some guy who's gonna meet me at the. Um, opera house and take my other ticket because i guess they're being really strict and you have to show your id like the person who purchased the ticket so i'm going for two nights there and then on the sixth i'm taking off for my little euro trip oh yeah sweet yeah it's a lot of travel (laughs) it is a lot you know but um so far i mean maybe by the end of it i'll be tired of it but so far it's it's been so fun. Like when I, it, it started fun. with um, before, I'd only I'd only ever seen them like when they came into town, or like I think I drove to L.A. and San Diego before to see them. But then I decided to do Hyde Park, and it was just so fun. I decided awesome. let's give it another try. Who who knows how much longer they're gonna play? So yeah, right. Yeah. That's awesome, and in such great environments and scenarios too. And especially now that this disintegration thing it's sounding more and more like this is it you know um they kind of shot that down in those interviews did you catch all that recently i caught that that was kind of disappointing i mean i get it maybe they don't want to play the whole album or like do a whole tour of just playing disintegration but i thought that they would play a few shows in the u.s because it's such a cool idea um would have been nice i would have gone to that Yeah. yeah and i don't know they're doing something in la but i'm not really quite sure what it is yeah, it's a bit mysterious, but somewhere along the lines of other bands that he's picking and such, and uh, just another big festival kind of thing, but their festival at least, you know, so that'd be cool, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess is, is a bit as much of that of being a bummer that they're not doing other disintegration shows that makes it a bit more special for you out there, you yeah, know, you're yeah, catching yeah. <laughs> So I'm curious how they're going to work in the B-sides, because I think that was in the description, because yeah, 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 in yeah. my mind, I don't know, maybe I'm assuming too much i'm assuming they're just like playing the 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 in in order you know the album so it's like yeah. the full experience um then i'm wondering how they would work in the b-sides probably the the encore the encore mm-hmm. oh, I love yeah. yeah i hope they do that <laughs> <laughs> didn't they yeah. do something like that for the reflections thing that yeah yeah they, they played all three albums they took breaks between each album and then for the encore they came out and played songs like from around that time frame they played up in i think they played the walk and okay. uh, yeah so it was it was it was really good but then they played songs off boys don't cry so yeah, yeah so yeah that'll be rad with the disintegration ones because i think there's a good chunk especially those b-sides that were never played 
live at all ever <laughs> even Pop- back then i don't think they're babble they're gonna end the show now. with pirate ships wasn't yeah. Roger, I listened to the interview with Roger and Sirius, and he was saying, like, some of these songs, like, he doesn't even really remember ever even playing them or something like that. Like, they'd never played a, the B-sides. He'd never played yeah. them live, and he, like, barely remembers the songs at all. Yeah, I bet. Because, yeah, yeah, they were probably pieced together. He just, like, recorded the tracks, but they never played it all together as a band, even, I bet. Right. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. that's wild. That will be cool. Damn. So yeah, are you doing um like multiple nights out there? Or did you just hit up one of the shows, or what was? Your... I was able to get tickets for two of them. I okay. got really lucky, I think, based on like everybody else's reaction, yeah. postings. Like, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if you were following how it was working, but there was like some sort of lottery system yeah. for the opportunity to try to purchase tickets. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so I signed up. I got my sister to sign up. I got my friend to sign up. <laughs> and I was the only one who got the notification that for the code to try. Nice. Just the code just to try. The code yeah. just to try, exactly. That's so difficult. Um, That's crazy. So there were four. I got was able to get tickets for two of the four. Cool. Are they are they the same? It's like back to back nights, or yeah, it's Monday, Tuesday. Okay. So I won't be able to catch. I can't remember. It's either. It's either a Friday, Saturday, or a Saturday, Sunday. I can't remember. Right. And then they just announced the fifth show, but I think, I mean, I already bought my tickets, but I don't think I had a chance. They, I think they only gave that code out for the fifth show to people who didn't win the lottery in the first round. Right. Like uh, yeah, I didn't really uh, say it anywhere, but I had put in for the chance just to see. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to go or what. But I was just like, I'll worry about that when I get the ticket. <laughs> it was like, right. I guess shot I me down then. multiple right. times. Yeah. And then I got denied even for the bonus added show where they use the uh, the losers that were added in. <laughs> it got like this message. It was all like, you have failed. It's like a really harsh wording. It was like, you were unsuccessful in in disintegration. <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh well, you know, kind of fits with the theme of the album. The <laughs> it's a smallish venue. It's not that big. Yeah. I looked, I checked out the seating huh. capacity. I don't remember off the top of my head right now, but it's, you know, so it's pretty tight. I don't yeah. understand why they're hard well, to get. that'll be great. Yeah, that's going to be so cool. So, yeah, if you uh, don't mind, we would love any uh, kind of thoughts before or after the show. If you're up for it, it would be yeah, great, too. Yeah, I'm up too. for it. I was thinking maybe, like, uh, like unlike um, the other, I mean, I'll just do, like, one for both shows. Okay, yeah, whenever I mean, you're willing. It would be so know, appreciated. Probably, they're probably the same. Yeah, so. Yeah, I guess a thing like that. They're not going to throw too many surprise <laughs> twists from night to night. Yeah, I'll go to two shows, <laughs> and then I'll I'll put down my, my thoughts on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. That would be great. Yeah. How you fe- how you feeling about the other big announcements, the uh new album in general? Are you pumped for I, it? Are you um, <laughs> kinda yeah, we were <laughs> Yeah, so you can tell by that my um the sound of the, the pitch of my um um I'm very neutral. I'm trying not to get my hopes up. Yeah. That's, I think that's how I would describe it. Um that's smart, I think, because, yeah, if we just start all building it up like it's going to be, you know, the best thing they've done by any means, it's going to be a little like, eh, but you have yeah, to Yeah, I'm know. an 80s cure, 80s cure yeah. girl. Um, <laughs> yeah. I like Wish, too. Unlike you guys, I actually do like Blood Flowers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and um, for Wild Moose Swings, now that I know which songs to skip... 
<laughs> but I remember when it came out, I was like, what has happened to my band? Yeah. Uh, it was so, I was so, actually, you know, for me being so crazy about concerts right now, I was so demoralized by um, Wild Mood Swings. I didn't even catch that tour. Yeah. I mean, there, were other, there was other stuff going on in my life, like severe lack of money. Yeah. <laughs> totally broke and like other things, like negative money, you know, and like um, super like big comp- uh, credit card debt and all this kind of stuff and like super yeah, stressed yeah. out. It was in the middle of college and I was just like, and their album sucks. Just forget it. <laughs> sucks um, just like everything else. <laughs> but it was renewed when they did. They did some touring around the late '90s, I think maybe for Galore, maybe. Yeah. Um, and I went and I, you know, I was a little better place, and I went and I saw them, and it just renewed everything for me. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, and then when Bloodflowers came out, I actually like it. Um, but anything, but the last two albums since Bloodflowers, I try. Yeah. yeah. You know, and they. I try so. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm kind of thinking. The new album, you know, if it has some kind of new passion and direction behind it it could take a weird twist where it's more of a, a vision you know would be kind of cool um they're already kind of like well we have all these songs should we make it a double album should we make it six songs that are just real long <laughs> it's just like oh boy i don't know oh, it's just, all the flags start popping up it's like, yeah, I don't. but uh either way i'll just be happy to have one more out there you know why not but uh um, yeah. back on the more positive side then if you are uh traveling around all these exotic locations do you have a dream location that you would love to see the cure Ooh. play at like oh. that would just be ultimate vacation spot and hey it turns out the cure's playing there too i'm actually <laughs> really excited about ireland oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of excited. I don't have a dream place, but like of the ones that exist, I'm really excited about <laughs> Ireland, um, just because it's in this castle and I don't know Irish yeah. countryside or something. Um, my sister's gonna join me, and then we're gonna do a little road trip afterwards around Ireland. So I'm really excited about that. Awesome! Damn, that sounds like a good time. I'm gonna hopefully, if I get my act together, um, see the one in Serbia where they're in a fortress. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> A fucking fortress? <laughs> That's yeah, there's some, like, like, a, some medieval fortress or something like that. I don't remember what century it is, but I was looking at it. I was like, okay, i got to make a mental note to make sure to catch that one. That's rad. That'd so out rad. of my way, I'm going to spend like two weeks with friends um, in Germany, like trying to work <laughs> right. um, to make this happen. And then I would do like a little side trip to Serbia. And then I'm going to meet my boyfriend in the, uh, for, the, for a little road trip before the Lisbon show. Awesome. Sounds complicated, but it sounds like it's fun. It's very complicated, <laughs> yeah. I've got a spreadsheet. I think. Nice. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> Get it. But then it I, like I, I ran into these guys in uh, South Africa. Like I think I mentioned in the podcast, one mm-hmm. of them had said it was his 100th show. And so I was kind of asking him, like, so what shows are you going to get? And they're like, well, that's not part of our trip. We're big planners. We've already planned out our trip. I guess they planned out a bunch before, like when most of them were announced, but not all of them were advanced, had mm-hmm. been announced. And so they were funny. They're like, yeah, we're big planners. We've got everything planned out. Because they were asking me, like, do I have my tickets booked and stuff like that? I was like, yeah. I haven't quite figured that out yet. They're like, oh, we're planners. We got it. <laughs> See, over planners, man, get me sometimes. It's like, like, relax and enjoy the experience. Like, chill out. Like, but... Overplanners get a lot of shit done. They do. Yeah. 
and then all the cool shit around each spot too and ah. uh, trying to work that in that's always the catch <laughs> it's like it's oh wait i went to this place and didn't even see any of the cool stuff around it. yeah <laughs> that'd be tough totally. uh, well that sounds pretty amazing I'm, yeah i'm just hoping for i think what i was getting at was like a the venue like you're in orange like something yeah. that's got this cool yeah. venue to it yeah that's kind of what i'm hoping for um something yeah I realize that wasn't memorable. quite a destination but nah, nah, that's, I, yeah. I think the, in that medieval uh medieval keep might be it <laughs> yeah. that might be your in orange that sounds epic <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys do you have a, a dream location well i'm, I'm bummed because i had tickets to the ireland show i woke up at like two or three in the morning to try to buy them and mm-hmm. i had them in my cart and i was like uh i can't do this and i just let him go so yeah um, yeah kind of kicked myself in the ass about it but because I, I love ireland i was there a couple of years ago nice. and it was one of the most beautiful places i've ever been and it would just be amazing to see a concert there yeah yeah so, Enjoy. Thanks. Let me know if there's any like destinations that I should really check out. But you know, you have to do yeah. what, you, what you can manage, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. We're all sad over here. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, mm. Australia is my favorite country in the world. But <laughs> I'd love to go back. So, so yeah, I'm jealous of that one. That would be my dream location, I think. Especially mm. at the Opera House. There it would be so cool. But. I don't want to keep you too. Are you all right on your your break from work there? You don't want to get you fired for the whole hour <laughs> podcast. <laughs> well, yeah, don't stress. I'm, you know, I'm. It's the I'm after hours and just like hanging out trying to get my research done. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. What kind of work oh, is yeah. it again? If you don't mind me asking. Um, I work in a research lab. Like, yeah. um, I'm actually uh, I'm a linguist. I yeah. do. Like, cool. I work with languages um, and and computers like speech and language technology. Nice. So we're kind of in a research lab where we research that kind of stuff, like, like Siri. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> actually, uh, is is spun out of my company. Actually, my my research institute. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I'm more of an Alexa guy. I'm more of an Alexa guy myself, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to give you a kind of an idea of what I do, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. cool. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, it gives you that capability to travel around and still get some, yeah. some work done and yeah because i can do a lot of my stuff remotely yeah um, sometimes that's not always but sometimes so i don't know it's co- kind of a big stress right now because i have a i have a big project coming in that's kind of been like in the works for several months and i was all these months i've been like please don't come in right before i go to europe please don't come right before I yeah come in. so finally it looks like it's been delaying and delaying and finally it looks like it's coming in and they're like um can we have the kickoff meeting june 4th 5th or 6th and i'm like well june 4th or 5th would be fine but june 6th i'm out of here i planned i planned this i know I was, I, it's, it's kind of my worst nightmare right now because i you know this whole time you know i was writing the proposal and stuff like that i was like please don't start because it has to go through contracts and like all this yeah. stuff. Who knows when things bullshit. are going to happen? I'm like, please don't start right when I take off. Please don't start. Right. That's what looks like what's happening. Oh, so that's probably what I'm going to be doing a lot of while I'm gone. That's nice. great. <laughs> it's, this is a great like little peek behind the curtain of for me of just like so is you know see like all these Cure uh, Cure fans that like go on these like epic big trips all the time like just left and right like like big 
European travel trip after another after another. It's like, how does this, like, how do you do this? I don't think I could do this every year. Yeah. This is like a special year. Um, I don't have kids. So it makes like a big, you know, I mean, I don't, so I don't have that. I, you know, I have a cat and I have a boyfriend and. It's all you need, right? (laughs) 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 Um, But yeah, when I met the people in South Africa, I was like, because they said like, yeah, 2016, they caught like 36 shows from the U.S. tour. And I was like, how do you, and I asked them that question, like what you're asking right now, I said, how do you do it? Like, I I asked asked them, I said, are you, are you self-employed? That's what I asked them. Yeah. And um, they said, no, but you know, we just, we have a lot of vacation time and we're planners or something like that. (laughs) They're independently wealthy. Right. I'm a really good credit card, I guess. (laughs) They should write a book. Like, what kind of planning is that? Yeah, it is. Like, I'm planning some shit out. Like, (laughs) it's impressive. Did you catch it? You said multiple shows then on the um, Blood Flowers tour then? I think so. Um, At least three. I know I saw them San Diego, L.A., and then the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, Yeah, that was a great show. We saw just the one passing through our town at Merriweather in, it's like Maryland, technically D.C. area, I guess, Columbia, Maryland. But uh, yeah, it was cool because they were just playing like a lot of the epic old stuff again and making it feel like finale shows you know but yeah i saw them i think at the greek theater in los angeles and they were they were playing some really like yeah stuff from like 17 seconds and faith there it was really yeah. great that yeah and to put dope. things in perspective that was like though that trip was funded by my credit card yeah. <laughs> at the time you know so it's not like it's always been this this way um I just feel like yeah i can i can i can do it this year and so I'm oh, yeah that's cool it sounds fun man How's the Greek theater, man? I always wanted to see a show there. Um, I like it in L- in L.A. I've been there. Well, I feel like I've been there at least twice, probably both to see The Cure. Yeah. And then there's, I don't know if you've heard of the Greek theater um, in Berkeley, California. Mm-mm. Uh, that's actually where I grew up. Um, right. Yeah, it's on the UC Berkeley campus. It's also really fun. It's really nice. I, catch a, I, I go there a lot for concerts. I saw Interpol there, Nick Cave. Lawrence and the Machine. Yeah, I go there a lot. It's really nice, like outdoor venue. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like pleasant surroundings to like take in a show. Yeah. It is cool. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick, did you have any um, disintegration revelations over the anniversary? Have you? Uh, did you feel like it, it, it struck any new chords in the last couple of weeks <laughs> as um, everybody was celebrating it? Just, you know, just more like reiterating how great it is. Yeah. <laughs> just confirming. And the prayer tour was my first, it was the first time that I saw them. Oh, cool. Um, I think a little bit more like, not revelations, but I think I paid attention a little bit more to like the backstory of what was going on with them. I think I was kind of oblivious at the time, like yeah. how stressful it was for them and, you know, how big, I mean, even though they'd kind of hit it big with, you know, head on the door and kiss me, kiss me, kiss me, that like, the prayer tour just really was shocking. Yeah. Like the how the size of the arenas that they were playing, and then I guess you know learning more about like his LSD use. To, like, yeah. <laughs> and then just listening back to the interviews, like about the process, about how they um, created the album. I guess I hadn't really, because I'm not a musician. Maybe I hadn't thought about it that much. But it was just really cool how they were describing, you know, how they. I don't know. The, I don't quite right. understand the process actually. That like they would 
write the music and then then Robert would go off and write the lyrics. Yeah. Um, I always, in my mind, I always thought it was the opposite. But maybe yeah. it's because I'm a lyrics person a little bit, and so like, like, I feel like first, the lyrics yeah. drive it first, and then you would write like music to accompany it. Yeah, it's surprising. The music, and the lyrics are so like, there's such a mood and a tone in the lyrics, which is kind of weird. Because mm-hmm. I figure he has the lyrics in his, that's what I was trying to figure out. Does he have the lyrics like <laughs> already written, and then he hears the music that people come up with, and then he says, okay, well, these lyrics will work for this music. Or is yeah. he writing the lyrics once he hears the music? I think it's a blend. I think, yeah, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Because yeah. he he's mentioned before that he he has lyrics that he put to a song that he had already written, but then he also mentioned that he had he writes in the studio once everything's done, or he'll hear something and then he'll write lyrics to it. So I think yeah. it's just kind of a mixture of what he feels. So, but yeah, I always it's thought like he had lyrics palette. first, and then he went from there. But I guess yeah. not. Yeah, and I think the like kind of the mumble track is like a big deal, you know, where you kind of just mumbling <laughs> the the melody over like while you're so the band kind of knows the flow of the melody and stuff. But then you can go back and kind of fine tune actual words and stuff. If you listen to those demos and stuff. He's definitely. I think a lot of those, they don't even have any vocals on it, but he's probably pulling the mumble track out because it probably sounds really ridiculous, you know, but you can kind of, I mean, a lot of people do that when they record. They're kind of just, you know, and it's just like then you can either subconsciously pull lyrics from that or just clean slate it and really dig in because, yeah, it's so weird with an album like that in particular where the lyrics are so, like, a huge part of it and such the 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 beauty of the whole thing you know or it's like how is that not just like the whole anchor to the song is like prayers yeah. for rain you know it's like <laughs> you would think that that's where it all started you know it's like but who knows strange it's a hard yeah, process i, I really Sorry. liked chaz's um like kind of analysis of the of the album i think you had you had a you had a a second disintegration podcast yes. not too yes. long ago yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you know, just about, you know, how every song is about, like, disintegration, even love songs. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. really rang true for me because, like, even though I love that song, it's always been kind of weird for me that, like, people, like, use it at weddings and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has a dark side to it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, really liked it. About... I really like that analysis. Yeah, I feel the same way about uh, Just Like Heaven also, that there's – it's it's a pretty dark song like behind you know behind the the catchy catchy pop sensibility yeah. of it all but you know that's kind of one of the reasons why I like them so much so Cause, yeah, yeah they can do that they can do these yeah. like downer lyrics with this pop music yeah it's amazing <laughs> yeah. it's an art like it's a skill <laughs> right. and even something like Friday in My Love they still made it to make it fairly weird in pop song you know when you compare it to other like just cheesy yeah. pop song guys there's like all kinds of hoots and hollers and weird shit it's just like what <laughs> i think I that's why like... i like the pop songs even because like take right. a song like let's go to bed total yeah. pop song and i can only imagine if i was like some like goth kid in 1982 and then that song came out yeah. and it would have been yeah, this, i probably would have been my my wild mood swings or something like that Like the lyrics are so wacky, it's so it's so cool. I don't know how else to explain it. 
Yeah, yeah, it's I, th- right I think there's like brilliance in like a a, a pop song with a subversive message, like that. It takes you a long time to go. Wait, what was that? <laughs> you know, like you like a lot of the like love song. I didn't know it was a sad song until like it was like in my late twenties or some shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, like I think that shows. You know, you have to take him pull us into it yeah, and you know, a huge part like we've said a billion times where it's like well, whatever you bring into it is part of the charm too. You know, it's like if you want it to be miserable, you can make it miserable. Right. Or, <laughs> or if you want it to be your happy wedding song, then go for it. You know, it works either so, way. So that's. <laughs> That's, that's just Can I ask treatment. Chaz like a collection question? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I've recent, so over the years, like I've always just like anytime I've been in a record store, I buy like whatever I can buy. But I haven't actually like really tried to like seek out every, um, seek out things like on eBay and Discogs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I always just whenever I would go to a record store and like growing up in Berkeley, it was pretty reasonable place to get stuff. Yeah. So I have a lot of bootlegs and stuff that I collected over the years. Um, but it's always been like in the back of my mind that I want to, I want to get like the 45s and stuff like that. Like yeah. they weren't, yeah. av- they just weren't available. I mean, I was looking at now that everything's on the internet, like sometimes they weren't even like the early ones weren't even released in the U S I think some of them. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah. So recently yeah. I've been like, I had to take a break from it cause I was getting a little obsessive. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> you know, my boyfriend was like, there's another package for you. Yeah, it's a collection, record. right? Do you even have a record player? <laughs> and I said, well, I have a record player, but it's in the garage. <laughs> um, but I finally did get my record player out. Um, nice. So I've been, like, you know, buying some of the stuff that I've been wanting since I was a teenager. Um, oh, yeah. But I'm curious about um, how to know something if something's real. And something's not real. So I have bought... Um, I bought a Three Imaginary Boys. Okay. And I think I bought it on eBay from some guy in Israel or something like that. I can't remember right now, like a DJ type person. It is too pristine. I can't believe that this thing survived huh. um, like, since 1979, I mean, or whatever, in, in such a condition. I mean, it's ama- like not even a, like a scuff. And I've looked, you know, I've gone on, there's like a, there's, you can get all the details on Discogs about like yeah. all the things yeah. that are etched in and all that kind of stuff. And I guess there's a Cure, I forget what it's called right now. There's a fan site, like CureAlbums.com right. or something like that. Yeah. And I've, I've several times I've, got, I've gone back and I've said, and I've tried to look at all it, and it has all of it. Okay. So, yeah. so, I, but I can't believe it's lasted <laughs> four decades. It happens. What it happens uh, sometimes. W- what country is it from? Do you know? Is it UK or is it's it the like... UK? Huh? Like, was it? In, it wasn't in shrink wrap or anything, was it? Um, I know you can. You can I think it you... was like no, it wasn't in shrink wrap. Okay. I mean, it was. It came in some in a. I think they probably had where they had something that what they had stored it in. But Does not it in the smell old? Kind of like... yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay. I remember I was, I was reading online. People were like you have to smell it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's like glues. I and... smelled it, and it smells older to me. But yeah, I'm not yeah. an expert in this. But there's like <laughs> glues that age and dust. Like, I mean, it could it, it could be a dead stock copy that just kind of like sat in a box and didn't go anywhere. Right. Or somebody could have just bought it and just put it on a shelf and it didn't move. You know, yeah. but it's kind of hard. You know, every <laughs> once in a while, I'll run across a record that's really old, but it's like in amazing condition. Yeah. 
um but it's 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 really really rare to come across like especially like that with like 40 years 40 years um mm-hmm. where it hadn't been touched but the, also, I, do people do fakes i'm not talking like bootlegs like, like like they're trying to fake like a real release now now it's really hard just because there's not there's not a lot of there's not a lot of pressing plants um that do it anymore like back in the 80s you, you were able to do that like a lot with like live albums um but you we there's so many hoops you got to jump through to get it pressed to begin with mm-hmm. um that i don't believe that anybody would be able to bootleg that as of like now maybe back in the 80s possibly but i haven't seen anything the only thing i've ever seen was the i think gavin you said you had one was uh what was that bootleg seven inch you said you had it just has robert's face yeah, yeah, it was like jumping yeah. someone else's train, but then it was like pretty obvious. You pull it out and it had like a picture of him from the top, you know, like <laughs> yeah. on the thing. And I'm like, yeah. what? You know, this but... even has that extra insert, like that single page insert that has like. Yeah. No way. Yeah, if it has if it has that, it's it's probably not a bootleg. Um, if the labels yeah. are what they are supposed to be, like if, yeah. you can just go, you yeah. can just do that just by gets discogs. Yeah, discogs exactly, is pretty, pretty right on. Yeah. If all the numbers yeah. and shit match up on discogs, especially like the etchings yeah. or anything like that, that's pretty, I think that's yeah. pretty much a and guarantee. The, I'd say the only thing to watch insert, out too is that they, sometimes you could get like an old, like if yeah. one is better conditioned than the other, you could have like an old sleeve, but then it's like a reissue record that somebody might have been trying to pull something, but they yeah. swap them, you know, or like, but uh, you know, if the actual records and all the numbers are matching up, I think you're probably pretty good. This guy yeah, is pretty yeah. solid. Because I was way. like, I don't know if I should count it in my collection. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. You know how many bootleg things I have? It's yeah. <laughs> that that's all that's all pure stuff i i count i count everything so okay so the, the, i mean i don't mean bootlegs like bootlegs of like concerts and stuff like that i mean like right. fakes of like yeah, uh, yeah. okay no, no I, I i count everything because like i think of it as like somebody care i mean you think that somebody cared <laughs> enough to make it because they're a fan of the band and you know i kind of do the same thing with my shirts so it's like i mean it it's I don't know. I just counted it all, all in one, but morally, uh, you, you have to be. Yeah, you'd think so. Um, <laughs> I have a bootleg of the VHS uh, Cure in Japan. I bought oh. it in some store in Berkeley. I thought it was real all this time, and then I went online, and it doesn't have the. It's missing something. I think it's missing like actual label on the cassette. Okay, that yeah. that's a lot easier to bootleg than uh, yeah than, than a record. So, but do do you have the Discogs app? Like on your phone or anything? Yeah, yeah, I do. I've been okay. staying away from it though. I had to move the notifications and stuff because they were like yeah. constantly sending me stuff, and I'm like, wait, I need to focus on yeah. my trip. When I get back from my hair. trip, I'll pick it up again. Yeah, I, I take that, that with sounds me. Sounds dangerous. <laughs> I, but I know what you I, mean about the sealed thing because when I, and I when I first started listening to the Cure, I had a record player and I bought everything on I bought everything on record until disintegration. No, nice. I got a CD player, but. Sell out. I never had seventeen. <laughs> I never had seventeen seconds on record because my girlfriend, my friend at the time, she's like, "I'm in the record store and my dad's gonna buy me a record. Which is which of the Cure albums do you not have yet?" And I said, "I didn't have seventeen seconds." So all these years later, I had just a cassette copy of it and then I bought a CD. So I actually went back and bought the U.S. Um, version of it, and it came in shrink wrap. Because oh, okay. somebody said it was just, it was, yeah. what did you call it earlier? It was like just one of those cases where it's like sitting in the back of a record store or yeah, something dead like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. I'm, somebody could have bought a box of them and then just 
they were just sitting on them and then they just you know they just sold them so i mean it's <laughs> it, it's a it's a cool idea if you ever run into it i i ran into that a couple times with uh some cure stuff because there was a guy that owned a record store in, in uh, northern pennsylvania during during the 80s and the 90s and whenever he got records in he would always get one buy one for himself and then buy one just to hold and hmm. he just had it on a shelf and this guy that owns a record store up in uh the lehigh valley he bought all his whole collection from him so i went in there Jesus. and they were just like pristine copies of like pretty Jesus. much any record you could think of from like 1980 to like probably about like 94 so you know a lot of the stuff that was going out of print like they weren't making yeah. records or anymore he they were like pristine copies of those so it does happen um but yeah uh i use the discogs app all the time yeah it has, it has, it has a barcode, barcode scan on it and so i have my whole collection on discogs so i can scan that and it tells me if i have it or not so i yeah yeah, I I do that. I, it's better than calling somebody, <laughs> calling my wife at home, saying, "Can you look at my records and tell me if I have like the the you know the Indonesian press of you know this record or whatever?" So yeah, I yeah, started yeah, doing so. that as well. I made one phone yeah. an er, one phone. So they have the intervention for you. Like, you have seven copies of this time. record. Which one is which? Like this is ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been there. I haven't gotten into the trying to buy all the different pressings of them. My goal right now, and it's probably just because I, I want to just get all U.S. and U and U.K. pressings. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah. That's, that sounds that's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's probably. And that, I'm telling myself that's where I'll stop. <clears throat> <Yeah. clears throat> it's it's pretty impossible. It's pretty impossible to get the entire catalog for every country. I mean. A lot of the problem is that I don't live in Europe, and that's where a lot of the stuff was pressed. Right. So it's really hard to get a hold of that stuff. And then uh, there's this one person I follow on Instagram uh, that she – I think she's from Spain or France. And she has an, a, like, a prior collection that's like two or three times bigger than mine. And she just posts it all the time. And, but, she, I mean, she can get all that stuff easier than I can. So Yeah. Um, yeah, but – it's like one U, one U.S. pressing for all of the U.S., maybe a Canada pressing. Yeah. Like, you know, all the different yeah. countries of Europe. Have, well, not yeah. all of them, but a lot of yeah. them. Like, I went to Berlin once and went to a flea market, and this dude had uh, all these records out, and there's a bunch of seven inches, and it was just, like, the most intense. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, just oh, this, I just had this huge stack, and then I, 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 I had to stop once logistics came into play like right. how can i safely manage this back home like like we have the rest of our vacation to finish and like right. you know, set amount of money and like that's why you bring an extra suitcase for just for records because I've, I've done <laughs> exactly. that before but like you were saying in europe man just like if you're in europe like it's crazy yeah i mean if i ever went other it's i went way to more ireland access, and I, so. when i went to ireland i think i went to two record stores I didn't really see anything, but I mean, if I ever went on a trip that was like something that you're doing, mm -hmm. I would I would make a point to like part of my plan is to go to and then just figure out what the best record stores are in those are in those cities, and just go and just pack an extra suitcase. I gotta <laughs> so, do that. Another thing yeah. I gotta plan for. And yeah. also, when you're <laughs> over there, in pursuit of records, look up flea markets. Oh, absolutely. And junk shops. And like thrift stores, 
Yeah. Like that's where you you can uh, easily find some gems. Another sign of how broke I was in 1995. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted the um, oh shoot now I'm forgetting what it's called the the combo album of 17 Seconds and Faith. Yeah, the happily happily ever after. Happily ever after. Yeah. So I'd always like read I'd read about it you know in like their biographies and I'd never yeah. seen it in the record stores. I saw it in a flea market in like 1996 yeah. or I think oh, it was. And I was like. Oh my God! It's twenty bucks. I can't afford it, and I had to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now I have it. I bought it. But what I remember was like, Oh my God! I found it. That's the the one they've been talking about in the books. <laughs> Like, I had the yeah, flip side of that, that where forever I couldn't get like a, just a good used copy for a decent price of Faith in 17 Seconds, and I had stumbled across like numerous weird versions of that. Like, I found it where it was just like a record store that I DJed at in, in college had one that they were just giving away, and I was like, oh, I'll take it. It was all like marked up <laughs> and stuff, and found one that was missing one of the two records. I had like three kind of like, you know. Piece that Mr. Potato Head versions of that album, but I couldn't get the other one. So, so strange how that works. But. I, I own I owned that before I actually owned Seventeen Seconds or Faith. Yeah, that's uh, what I was yeah. saying too. Yeah. I, so, and then I actually debated with myself when I ran into those two other albums for the first time. I was like, well, I already have, right? You know, I already have <laughs> this. Do I really need the other two? And then uh, it's like, yeah, so I just bought them all. But yeah, I <laughs> and I haven't stopped. So it's it's just so I have the regret for the concert record. I don't actually own the concert record. That's one of the ones. Yeah. I remember when I was a teenager, it was in the stores and I wouldn't buy it because I was holding out for the cassette version because I had read that <laughs> I was yeah. I had read that the cassette version had these extra this extra B-side oh, yeah. and it was only available as import. I don't know if the concert record the vinyl was import also, but I never definitely yeah, saw it in was. the in the record stores in Berkeley and I was like, "No, I'm not, I'm going to hold out for the cassette." And I looked for that cassette for several years and then I finally found it <laughs> and I bought it, <laughs> so I never bought the vinyl. Yeah. <laughs> I have a warped about... copy of that on vinyl, and I, I bought it knowing it was warped. It was like it was like two bucks, yeah. <laughs> like a long time ago. But I've done that with warped, you know. But I was like, you, whatever. You kind of hope that you can save it some way with like all the tricks that people say you can I've, do, uh, but it, it it never works. No, I've never it, saved the record. It's just yeah. it's just there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you have the cover, you know, it's kind of done. You can't, you can't get that back into shape. You know, that's yeah. crazy. Does, <laughs> does that concert, uh, cassette you have, what, what B sides are on that? Cause I don't think I own that one actually. Sounds dope. I want it. On uh, it's a, it's, it's a, I just remember it has heroin face. That's all I'm remembering right yeah, now. Do you have it, Gavin? Ga Gavin is digging through the archives. The holy hour. Yeah, I'm pulling it off my wall right archives. now. <laughs> yeah, it's got a heroin face, boys don't cry, a subway song <laughs> at night in your house, which are all like live ones, drowning yeah, man, yeah. other voices, funeral party, uh, all mine and forever. So, okay. Yeah, so a lot it's, of those like okay. crazy rambly live ones, you know. What a lineup! Yeah. I, I thought maybe it was like the the second part, like that excerpt uh thing that they did. To yeah, because that had like a few songs that yeah. aren't on the. I think it only had like show. two or four. 
Yeah, what is the deal it. with that excerpt one? I don't, I'm sorry if we're totally geeking out over this. No, no that's <laughs> <all right. laughs> uh, So I recently bought that. Um, yeah. But it looks like it was it was only released in like Germany or something like that. Yeah, it was it was only released in a couple couple places. It's kind of hard to find, but I mean, if you live in those areas, it's probably not. But uh, yeah, I ordered yeah. that one. Yeah, I've I've had that for a while. It's I mean, it's not it's not anything. I mean, concert wasn't really a great live album. It wasn't like an orange or anything, but um, it's Jeez. pretty good. It's decent. So okay. is what it is. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I I I would recommend you buy it if if you said you just got it. I have excerpts. I bought it before I had to take a break from my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, even that, I mean, some of this stuff was you know when I'm thinking back to it, it was hard to get. I lived in a town that was you know had lots of record stores that had lots of like people interested in alternative music, and still some of these right. things are hard to find. Um. I remember looking like my first copy of the VHS for Staring at the Sea or whatever. Like it was like mm. a copy of a copy, of a copy yeah. or something yeah. like that. And it wasn't until I was in college that I actually found it. I think like in the '90s, like I found it actually in a record store and bought it. Maybe a used version, and I have a used version of um, Cure in Orange. Um, yeah, yeah, those, yeah I don't, they were. I, I forget sometimes. Like you know, now I could just go online, and if I want to willing to pay enough money i can i can order a lot of stuff but back it was hard yeah. it was a hunt yeah. Was yeah. a hunt. i mean yeah. i still to this day whenever i go in a record store or music store i go to the cure section yeah oh yeah absolutely yeah I, it's, like a bee, it's like I'm a like, beeline i'm like where is the where are the seas where yeah. are the seas because <laughs> that's just basically what i've been doing since i was like 12 13 year old 13 yeah. years old just like go and yeah. see what they have because like i would when i first liked them I would save up my babysitting money and then go to the place of the record stores. And it wasn't sure. even that they had the full collection. I had to see what they had. Yeah. And then I would buy yeah. what they had, you know? And I distinctly <laughs> remember, like, the sadness of the day when I'd been doing that so long where it was, like, to the point where I was like, they're not going to have. You know I mean? You could still always <laughs> hope for, like, a bootleg, but you got to just know that there's never going to be anything new. In the, you know, because there was, like, that era for a while, like, when I was, like, backtracking through the back catalog where it was all, like, uh -oh, the glove what is this you know or you know like you had kind of a faint idea of something or a concert you know you'd seen the pictures in the book or whatever but yeah you know you didn't really have everything and uh and that moment when the history and your knowledge kind of caught up with it and i was just like this is kind of sad there's never gonna be anything new <laughs> right. like oh uh interview picture disc great yeah and i, I always <laughs> felt like like the record stores i went to a lot it was always this it was literally the same copies in there that i would yeah like, shamefully yeah. walk to and flip through yeah. i've touched the same ones like 30 <laughs> times and you kind of want to just buy them to free them you know like you could take them home like give them a good home still you know? <laughs> but nowadays when i go in there I, i'm always disappointed i think because vinyls made such a resurgence like most yeah. of the time all i find are the re-releases or the yeah or day stuff yeah. And I'll ask at the I always ask, and they're like, <laughs> they're like, no, that stuff goes so fast. Yeah. Like people bring in does. old stuff. I found every once in a while I find an old thing, but um, like if like in the like the, before they've actually sorted it, like yeah. I'll find some Cure stuff. But they said, yeah, Cure is really popular and it goes really fast. Yeah, yeah. That I mean that happens all the time. But like now, like you have the availability to buy anything online. 
uh, like especially with discogs, and I'll refuse to do it a lot of the times. I don't know why. Like it's I, not as fun. Yeah, it, it really like it's is cheating it. a bit. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. I have. I wonder that too. Like because I did so many years, just kind of like I mean, I it was more. It was a little bit more when I would happen to be in a re- in a record store, but like there's like a hunt, right? And now yeah. it feels like. It's an adrenaline you know, if you have if you have endless money in theory, like you could get pretty much anything you wanted. Yeah. And I wonder if it, yeah, is that cheating a little bit? I don't know. It feels yeah. it to me. It's up to the individual man. Like people like just like buy shit to buy shit and they never do anything with it. Like you know, like just buy a bunch of records off the internet or wherever. Just I have a collection just, like, now. put them on a shelf <laughs> and never listen to them, you know? Yeah. Like never touch them. Like, I, I mean, like to find it, touch it, get my hands on it, and, like, <laughs> makes it more precious. I liked it, but there also there's something, that, the stuff that I've been ordering from Discogs in the last, like, six months or something, I do like that it seems to come from kind of individual sellers, and, like, it'll come from Greece or something like that, and it'll be, like, this hand-wrapped package that's got, like, covered in stamps from Greece right. or something that they use. So, I don't know. There's something about <laughs> yeah. that that I do I like. I guess I could see, like, there's a backstory to it still, yeah exactly you know, there's a little a, backstory there and there's that personal connection i can see that but it's yeah. not i agree it's not the same as going into a record store and yeah i, I mean it. the thing that i love is that i can i can probably go through my whole career collection right now and tell you where i bought that record and about yeah. like when i did so, so it's, it's it there's you know it's a history for myself uh you know more more than anything like i i you know, there's times where I remember when my father died, the first thing I wanted to do was go to the record store because I I felt some like solace there. And, you know, so I know every single record I bought when I went there, um, you know, and there were, you know, nine when nine eleven happened. The first thing I did afterwards, you know, I drove to the record store and spent the afternoon there. So, you know, it's just like it's like a comfort that I feel when I go into the store and there's definitely an adrenaline rush just going through everything. Like I'll go through all the new releases that they have there, um, like the used ones, because maybe something got stuck in there. New releases and, are the best. Yeah, like they just come in and they're just piled there in the front when you come in and you go through uh, them all, you know, and yeah. then it goes through like the rare boxes if they have that because maybe something's in there and, you know, go, yeah. through, go through the dollar bins because you might find something, you know, oh, wow. so... It's just, yeah. you know, I could spend hours in, a, like, even a shitty record store. When Gavin and I went to New York, that's pretty much all we did. We we went to, how many record stores did we go to? Three, four? Uh, yeah, at least four, I'd say. Yeah. But yeah, yeah and then uh... we, we got pizza and then went to the bar and hung out with everybody. <laughs> so, something <laughs> <laughs> good is, day, man. The other like, greatest so you, place. So you hung out with, like, the, like, the Cure fans before the... <laughs> Yeah. You, you guys are like the first people I've ever like kind of talked to <laughs> 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 about stuff that like that I would just meet like through the through the you know love of the band. I so I'm ca- trying to contemplate whether I want to do any of these meetup things. Yeah, it was interesting. It was, it was cool. Yeah, it was definitely everyone was a bit standoffish till we got a few drinks in us. I think. Okay. <laughs> but it was like, yeah. But I thought it was really cool just because. You know, we had kind of encountered through, like, Instagram names and stuff. And, and it was definitely weird in that aspect, too, because we would recognize people. But I'm like, should I just, like, start talking to them? I mean, I kind of know who they are, but at the same time, you <laughs> hey, don't, you know. Yeah, from them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, who, what, you know. And it's just, <laughs> so, I mean, it's definitely weird, I thought. And I'm just socially kind of awkward anyway, you know. But it's like, uh, 
but it was cool. I was glad we did it for sure. And uh, okay. what do you think, Chess? Was it? Uh, <laughs> it was. You know, it was interesting just because being together with them and then sharing what we thought about after everything went down. So it was interesting. Like before, everybody was guessing what it would be and when they would play and what they would play and then afterwards you're just kind of talking about what just happened so um, yeah. it was worth it i mean it was i thought we had a good time and i'm glad that we didn't record while we were there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. it's it like crossed my mind i was like should we get all this and get reactions and then it's just like no way it's just like so much funner to absorb it all you know yeah. and take in the moment instead of cramming a microphone in somebody's face and telling them, say something because we're all pretty much <laughs> saying the same thing you know but it was a, but, uh, yeah, if, you're, if you're going overseas i would uh, that would be awesome just like i don't know just you get a different type you know different cultures and different like yeah. everything that would just be really cool something posted for dublin for malahide something um Maybe I'll try it out. I'll drag my sister to it. She'll probably hate it. <laughs> I'm actually kind of stressed about it because, like, I'm the super fan, and she's the younger sister who just, like, doesn't know. You know, she once told me, she's like, I don't know if I objectively like The Cure because it's just all I remember. <laughs> I, I think I like her. I like <laughs> so I, she obviously is not as – I mean, she likes – and I think she mainly just knows like their hits and um, yeah. yeah. So I I warned her. I said, I think I think we're in like I think I'm in like the closer section in Malahide, but it's still like a general admission front area. I said like cool. I'm gonna try to get up and like you know deal with my social anxiety or whatever and, or like being grossed out by people like pushed up being pushed up against me. If you can't <laughs> yeah. handle it, then we'll just we'll, we'll go our separate ways and I'll meet you after the concert. <laughs> like later. <laughs> life experiences you know <laughs> yeah but then, she's, and then i said oh, and she's like i think I, i'll go to one concert so she was like i don't think i need to go to the other one <laughs> two's a lot <laughs> <laughs> and then my mom asked me yesterday i was talking to her she's like she was trying to ask me whether i liked them so much just because i was a teenager when i like when i started listening to them or not what it is like yeah. do i still objectively like and i i struggle with that sometimes because oh yeah but I think, you know, everybody likes the music that they discovered when their brain was developing. You know what I mean? Like, there's something yeah. there's something about that connection. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I, can I always just think I found them agree. at the right time. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah. I always wonder how much of that, too, is the sentimental value or if it's just, you know. Do you, do you feel like a lot's changed other than that, even? Like, like your, what you love about them, aside from the initial attraction? Um. Well... Yes and no. So it depends on how initial you mean, right? So like yeah. when I when I the songs that I first heard that got me into the Cure, like I definitely have a different relationship with them. So yeah. Um, you know, I was twelve, almost thirteen, and I heard like Why Can't I Be You, and I'm like, that's a cool song. And so I, that's what made me buy Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me. Right. Why Can't I Be You is probably one of my is nowhere near the top of yeah. my. <laughs> yeah. So. I think for me it was like the first six months versus okay how am I gonna explain this so like <laughs> that's what it was like my gateway song yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. why can't yeah. I be you and I think I hit it at the right time like I was 12 almost 13 um you know I wasn't interested in listening to Madonna anymore um 
before that, my favorite band was Thompson Twins. I actually saw the Thompson huh. Twins for my, uh, I think, 11th birthday awesome. <laughs> with OMD. <laughs> um, so this was kind of like my entrance into like darker music. And so I remember as I discovered their discography, I don't know, I think it was like I was discovering it as I was becoming a teenager, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of developing with that discovery. And I remember when I first listened to pornography, I was probably in eighth grade. And I was like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> this is dark. <laughs> you know, I was like kind of scared to go there almost. Yeah. Um, I love it now. So, um I would say if you exclude those first six months, maybe, when I was, like, yeah. discovering the records, um, nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm 44 yeah. years old now, right? Um, so from that, like, when I was 13 plus a few months till now, <clears> nothing's <throat> changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do wonder about, like, maybe I just discovered when I was a teenager, but I do like Blood Flowers a lot. Yeah. And I was in my mid-20s when that came out. So I don't know. Yeah, hard to say. Makes sense. I think I'm pretty much in the same boat. Yeah, it's like those initial hooks, and then you kind of dig in, and then you're just like kind of on there for the whole ride. You know, that's what I loved about like all the di disintegration rehashing. You know, it was like I probably like just wondering like if I'd recorded myself talking for hours on end back then. <laughs> you know how different it would have been, and I don't know if it really would have been, <laughs> which is kind of sad but kind of sweet at the same time too. You know, it's like I don't know. It was such like a I think like musically, maybe my like <clears throat> love and sh shit has changed more, you know, like his respect for the music side of it all and just seeing the structures and analyzing that a bit more as the years have gone on and diving into music a bit more where I can see what type of song they were doing it with their guitars a bit more as opposed to the lyrics and throwing everything on the lyrics and the mood, you know, as a kid, I definitely did that more, but I don't know. Yeah. It's, I always like that. I actually remember the first moment when I was like, this is going to be my favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard, why can't I be you? Ooh. And then I was, I heard on the radio in like 1987. And then I was hanging out with a friend who was like a little bit older and she had a friend come over and they played, she played a mixtape and love cats <clears throat> came on. And of course the voice is so recognizable. I'm like, Oh, that's that band, the cure. Mm -hmm. I really like them. <laughs> <laughs> and I had heard of their name before because you know, I said I was into the Thompson Twins. So in like sixth grade, I had bought one of those like teeny bopper magazines. Uh -huh. um, I think Thompson Twins were on the cover. And oh, yeah. also, also in there was this weird guy with a green face. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't really pay much attention to it except that there was this weird guy with a green face. <laughs> this is 1984. Five or eighty-six or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I remember the name, right? Um, and so, because I had finally placed, I had placed a name to "Why Can't I Be You," and then I recognized the love, the love, love cast. I'm like, oh, and that's the guy with the green face. <laughs> so many, so many wins already. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, that's it. I really <laughs> like this. And then I asked for the record for my thirteenth birthday, and that was the end of the story. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. fun. Funny how it spirals and just sticks. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like I knew. It's really weird. It's yeah, like, I remember yeah. it. I can still imagine sitting on the couch and going, like, something clicked. I'm like, this yeah. is my new band. This is it. I felt like I had that revelation. I was like at my grandparents' house and couldn't sleep when I was just listening to Standing on the Beach all the way through. And it must have been around like 87, 88 or something. And I'm just laying there in bed. And like, as it just ended, I was like, 
I love like every one of these damn songs. And it was just like, it's like, this yeah. is scary. It was, yeah, it was almost like, a, oh no, I've fallen too much in love. <laughs> I'm, di- I'm like, so my vulnerable. life is different now. Like, yeah. It kind of like, feels like that, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. I, I love, I love stumbling into things like that. And I'm like, what? Like, what is this? No one told me. I, I kind of get upset. Like, no, why did no one, yeah. no one told me about this? Like, <laughs> you assholes, you let, let me down. down doesn't happen as much as you get older unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like yeah i don't know <laughs> well maybe we should let you go there i'm sorry i don't want to keep you all night i guess you you got a few hours on us but uh <laughs> yeah yeah it's pretty late for you guys i guess depending on <laughs> Hell, hey well, well fucking thanks. bad boys up all night yeah donald's just getting warmed <laughs> up man <Yeah. laughs> but, uh, I've only heard, I think, maybe two or three bong hits. Yeah. <laughs> How many have there really been? Um, maybe like four or five. Four or five. Okay, so I missed and a few. Then, <laughs> and I smoked a little joint, uh, a little bit. <laughs> so. I just love the podcast. <laughs> you hear like the bubbles and everything. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. It's so stupid. It's funny. I don't even like want to do this many bog hits, but I do it for the uh, craft, for the art. You know, yeah. I do it for the fans. <laughs> you can't disappoint the fans. Yeah, I, I don't know why I do it. It's an image makes me to laugh. live up to, right? Okay. <laughs> and the only reason it is just makes me laugh. It's funny to me. Like, <laughs> just get really dumb and I and record myself. Well, the best part is that nobody mentioned, nobody like talked about it. I don't know. It's only maybe recently that you guys have made like a side mention about the bong hits. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like kind of like here, and I'm like. Taking a hit off a like, during the talk. <laughs> <laughs> so much. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, oh, it makes me feel for right. up with us. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for the, paying attention. Yeah, it means a lot noticing to me. the subtle details. Not so subtle details. <laughs> Like shouting over the coughing. The thing about strange attraction <laughs> is that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. Nice I really, you. really appreciate it. Absolutely, yeah. you as well. And safe, safe travels and on your adventures. Oh yeah, all that yeah. 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 And I'll, I'll be in touch. Like when report I back, back. From, when I get back from Sydney. Yeah, yeah, it's coming up, right? Back. Just a few yeah, weeks now. So, sheesh. Right, take again care. And All right. Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> All right. First mystery caller. Someone we already kind of knew. So that was nice. And, uh, that was fantastic. Yeah. Well, it's swept away. Hey there. This is Gavin from the Holy Hour Podcast. How's it going? Hey, Gavin, what's up? Uh, this is Dustin Wright from uh, Oxford, Mississippi. Awesome. Hold on. Let me merge the other fellas in here. And uh, you said Dustin, right? Yeah, that's me. Cool. Hold on, and I'll say our proper intros. <laughs> yeah, just slowly can pull you, right. you your me? pockets out. Yeah, can you hear us? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's it going, everybody? Hey, what's what's up? Up? hey this is Dustin. Hey, what's hey, up, Dustin? <laughs> you doing good? You said you're in Mississippi? Yeah, uh, I live in Oxford, Mississippi. I'm driving back from Memphis right now, so I don't know if you can hear the car sound. No, so, that sounds uh, pretty good. Yeah. 
Thanks for calling, man. Sorry we uh we were in the middle of a call there, and I don't quite have the technology to pop back and forth. So I was like, oh no. <laughs> so thanks for uh, still being willing to be our second mystery caller of the yeah. night. So, uh, the second man. Out. Oh, that's awesome. Are we live right now, or are y'all just uh, gonna edit it later, or what? We'll edit it. So we're kind of recording. You're live to us. Live. My yeah, does. My does. <laughs> yeah. As, yeah. as we can get if, it. If the, if the conversation's good or not, you'll. Yeah, yeah. Which is good. If, uh, <laughs> we have our dump buddy, the dump button ready, so. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Better be good, Dustin. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay. Pressure's yeah. on. Uh, so, yeah. so, what's up? Hey, man. Did you say you wanted to talk about the new album some? or? Yeah, I just wanted to know what y'all thought. Um, I, I mean, I am super stoked for all the stuff that's, you know, like all the news that's coming out this year with the, uh, you know, talks of the new album and then, you know, the 40th, the 30th anniversary disintegration shows and, and the lineup that he's talking about curating in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm just really excited about all the yeah. news. Yeah. It's so nice to have like, like a flood of relevant cure news, you know, <laughs> where you just go for like three years without a word. And then it's like, all of a sudden, I'm like pushing podcast episodes back because I'm like, oh crap, if we don't put this one out this week, you know, it's like actual, <laughs> I never thought we would have to do that. That was kind of the premise of making the shows like, well, at least there's no rush to talk about any of this shit, you know, <laughs> we're talking about stuff that came out, you know, 30 years ago. And now but, all uh, this bullshit. Know, it's exhausting, <laughs> but it's very good. So, uh, <laughs> making us actually work over here. But, uh, <laughs> Someone's got jobs over here. Yeah, what the hell? But uh, yeah, it is really exciting. And uh, of course, it's scary too, because you don't know what's really going to stick around is something that actually emerges or another flood of, you know, just great Robert Smith ideas that you're like, oh boy, I hope this actually pans out but uh seems pretty definite on a lot of this stuff uh i'm pretty, pretty yeah, psyched I too. Mm-hmm. yeah i hope he's not like getting ahead of himself you know like he's just like he started one thing and then he just can't stop he's just like uh scheduling yeah. more and more stuff no i, yeah. I think he's definite this is definitely gonna happen yeah. yeah i i just don't know when or if it's going to be any good. <laughs> which, yeah. Right. Which, Especially which the, as far as the album, you mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I really yeah. liked 413. I mean, we're going to get into that later, but yeah, I, yeah. I liked it. But I, now, you know, Pearl's not in the band anymore. So you kind of have that creative influence out of it. So now you're you're wondering what Reeves brings to the table, if, you know, if anything, which is can be a little scary because he doesn't really have a, a history with the band i mean he's got a history with bowie and stuff but i mean yeah you, you don't know what's going to come out of that so that's kind of the relationship is there but the relationship isn't yeah well, but i mean robert loves him from every yeah, account but you i don't you know they really haven't written music together other than what song did they do together was it wrong it wasn't wrong, wrong number. number yeah jesus christ and the, and the- <laughs> And the Cogasm song, though, Sign from God, so that's cool. The uh, one for Orgasmo soundtrack. So. <laughs> was not starting off on the right foot. Him, so, okay. so what's there to worry about? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, in one of those interviews, he said that, right, where he was uh, talking about the new songs. He was liking them because it was giving Reeves a chance to kind of cut loose a bit more and to write songs based around his playing, which they had never done, so... 
Who, who knows what that means, though? You, you're kind of hoping for, like, a a darker tone, which is what he's going for. But, I mean, yeah. I I look at that guy and I hear his music and I don't really feel that, you know? That darker tone. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah, well, Roger, I can't remember where I saw it, <laughs> but Roger was talking about how on 413 they had a whole nother album link of material that yep. was like yeah. the darkest like the darker side of 413 so like yeah. what i'm wondering is is it you know he says it's pretty like dreary already robert did like i'm yeah. wondering if it's still gonna be like and then roger also said that they they have like two albums worth already for the new stuff so <laughs> like is it gonna be yeah. a double album or is it you know gonna be scary. just one you know chunk it's yeah. a lot I I think it would be more. It it might be another four thirteen situation where they have a ton of music written, but they don't have enough time to get all the lyrics done and all the you know everything that goes into it that they just cut it down to, uh you know a ten song or twelve song album. Yeah. So and then have a shit ton of B sides. Not even that. Just it's shit that's just gonna sit on a shelf that you're never gonna hear. You're never gonna I, <laughs> until I. I mean, until, God forbid, Robert dies, I don't think you're going to hear any of that stuff. And then it's right. going to be like it's going to be like that print shit, you know, where yeah, right. every everything starts flowing out, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it's all depending on their. Well, I say their, but I mean more like Robert's motivation and drive of how much he wants to get done before the deadline to get it released because i'm sure there's a deadline you know if yeah. they're working with geffen or whatever um, i'm sure there's some sort of tentative deadline that they they're working with so but I, I from my understanding they're they they're in the studio still uh rehearsing and putting the album together yeah so i mean it's, yeah, it's pretty we're cool we'll find out yeah. so. <laughs> do you have a uh uh-huh. Roger said they were still doing like uh, lyrics mainly. Um, still got to get the words, which is you know a big part. But um, that's what you're is... waiting on for 413 too is the, yeah. is the lyrics, you know. And then so... you still got to mix it pretty much after the lyrics. So that's where yeah. the part where I'm like, this is gonna stretch out for a while still, you know. It's like hopefully they won't turn it into a wild mood swing situation where it's like four years from now. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but um. That's another question I had. Like, if you know, if there is two albums worth, is it going to be another you know Wild Mood Swings situation? Which, personally, I'm a huge Wild Mood Swings fan, but you know, it's it's not it's not exactly like coherent. So, is this one going to be all over the place, or is there a through line? Like, is it all you know doom and gloom? Is there going to be you know some cohesiveness to it? Yeah. I was saying, I would, but if they're talking, they're talking about doing longer songs on this one, so I think it's like some doom and gloom and shit. Yeah, like, and like epic yeah. and dark keeps coming yeah. up. So it sounds like there's any you know turned sixty, so he's back on that again. I'm yeah. sure <laughs> he's coming into a new age bracket. So there's gotta be some. I would think that they're they're always so good usually of keeping that atmosphere and mood to a certain album for for better and worse, but. uh he he said in the last he said in the last interview that he had them all in the studio during winter and uh-huh. just to set the stage and like he tried to bring as much like 
cold, cold mood into the recording studio as he could for this album. So nice. just hopefully he doesn't bring bring yeah. Ross Robertson in with him. Yeah. So. <laughs> Everyone except you, sir. Could you please, yeah. <laughs> could you please lay it outside? <laughs> but, uh, so. Do you have a like a favorite era, Dustin? Of like, what would you like to see them tap back into for this new album? Is there, are you a fan of one era versus another? Um, I mean, personally, I don't. You know, I can't. I don't like to pick favorites, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, I like all of their stuff. I mean, like it, it's it's to the level where like I can't throw anything out. You know, like. Yeah. Spade, maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think Disintegration is like obviously the masterpiece. Yeah. And, and yeah. for me, is like Wish. But then I have to say, like, the new stuff I've been so into lately. Like, wow. I mean, personally, I, I love like the, you know, the darker stuff off of Long Boots yeah. Wing. And then mm-hmm. even, uh, even like the self titled, like, I'm really into that kind of stuff right now. So, like, cool. if if he could, if it is all doom and gloom, you know, mm-hmm. I want it to, like, sort of resemble, you know, disintegration or blood flowers. But, yeah. you know, I really love, like, like, the darker side of, you know, songs like Want or Us or yeah. Them off the self-titled. Like, if yeah. he did happen to because, like, I mean, he's got to have something yeah. to say about. I think you're on to something. Like, I think that's probably what it's going to end up being. It's kind of what you just described, you know? Because you sense. can't still tap into the darker stuff and still have it rock, and you can still tap it in, you know? And even, like, Disintegration, you have, like, catchy guitar parts all through these really heavy, sad songs. Well, let, Dustin, let me... I have a question for you, Dustin, ahead. real quick. Um, yeah. Do you like stuff off of, uh, like, uh, Kiss Me, like, the more um, passionate, like, kind of lovey songs like the sweeter songs not the dark stuff but the lighter stuff off of that uh i, I love it all to be honest i mean I, yeah. I really love songs like you know the first song the kiss or whatever yeah like, that is just so like uh rocking and just you like, like more that. almost like how well I, I like it but then like i'm all for the love songs and the fun yeah. stuff like there i mean for anybody like you can find stuff that you like but I think for me, it's like I love it all. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what he does. Honestly, like I'm still gonna like it. <laughs> nice. Right on. Yeah. If it's silly, it's cool. If it's yeah. rocking, it's rocking. Yeah. So, so Dustin, you're from the South, as I can tell from your voice and just what you said before. But what? How, how did you get into the Cure? Like, where did that come from? I mean, it's uh, how old are you to begin with? Uh, I am 22 years old. I oh, graduated. Okay. Yeah, just graduated undergraduate uh, oh, Saturday, actually. Fuck yeah. Cool. So, Congrats. Um, Get it. But, so, I mean, like, when I was in, like, high school and, like, <clears throat> early college, you know, I just really knew the hit combos and had yeah. it really, I mean, like, I knew maybe Friday I'm in Love and Love Song. And that's right. as far as I ventured into it. And then one of my fans, decided to cover love songs so i had to learn that Dude. and then I fell in love. I, yeah so i fell in love with like the bass playing aspect and then playing i started bass. listening yeah and okay. i started listening to disintegration all the way through and at first i guess i i probably wasn't in the right place because it was just like 
I was listening to it and I was like, God damn, like this is too sad. Like I can't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I I put it on the shelf for a while and I don't know, maybe, you know, something came back up on like Spotify or something. Um and <laughs> I got in I got into like Wish and that was really my entry point. Like the like fucking Spotify, head. man. That's crazy. Yeah, so I'm I'm sort of a, a you know a newer fan, but yeah. I'm like at this point in my life, like I am like hardcore, like hundred percent. They're my favorite band. Like Fuck yeah. listen to them every day. I can't can't get away from it. But yeah, Wish was kind of my entry point, and like just the rockingness of of that album. Yeah. And like I guess the alternative aspect kind of drew me in, and then I started maybe like going backwards. And yeah. so disintegration, you know, uh, kiss it's me, a journey, man. Door. Yeah. Also, not even gonna lie, the I had listened to Wish and disintegration that stuff, but then if y'all checked out the new It movie, we talked about that on a on a past episode where we covered all the uh, <laughs> the times that the cure has been used in movies and uh, some TV shows. So yeah, we did that right after that came out because I brought it up to Gavin. About how right. Yeah, that was that was an awesome scene. Yeah, so I mean when that when that scene came on, like and the song came on, I knew instantly I was like, This is a cure, but I didn't know what song <laughs> and I didn't know what album. Uh-huh. Like even even before the lyrics came in, I knew it was in, I was like, This has to be the cure. And then yeah. the song I mean, they played pretty much the whole song and I was like damn, like, I gotta find what album this is on. So, yeah, I found the head on the door, and then I was like, man, this 80s stuff is really weird. And so, I started listening to Head on the Door, and uh, what is it, the Tops, and it was just like, to me, that stuff is so interesting, because it's like, the new age, I mean, the new wave side. Yeah. yeah. And it's so interesting, because like, if you're just listening to like, the hits, or like, you know, Disintegration, Wish, and that kind of stuff you might miss like the oddities i guess for newer fans but yeah uh, yeah that, that's a really interesting side that like this, the 80s side but then yeah the 80s the new band, wave yeah. stuff yeah so that's how i got in really hardcore oh. and then from there i just like you know started listening to everything and like you know playing albums on loop and stuff hey. yeah. <laughs> yeah i like that idea too of like how you you think more fair favorably of the newer albums maybe because you got that whole lump sum you know like it didn't seem like you know us geezers that have been you know like waiting and waiting and then that new yeah. album would come out and we're like well i don't know how this compares to this and that you know and it's almost Just like caught that wave at a different yeah, point yeah maybe it's it seems more seamless if you get it all at once and yeah i like that so it's pretty just cool. like 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 learning about a Cure record from Spotify just blew my mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like that's amazing, Wake up, old man. <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing. I mean, it's beautiful. Like, it's fucking beautiful. Like, but it's it's just so. I don't know, it's so foreign, but it's beautiful. You, you it's have the journey. world. You have the world of music just at your fingertips now, and it's right, dude. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really is like that. Like, I'll, you know, if the new bands that I find or, you know, they'll pop up randomly out. It's usually, usually it's like after an album ends and then it goes into like that artist's radio and then it'll yeah. just play random <laughs> stuff that's yeah. sort of like that band. 
Yeah. I've been around a lot of new bands. And, uh, yeah. But yeah, when I got super into into the Cure, like I had all of you know thirteen whatever albums that they had, so like I just had endless stuff to dive into. Yeah, combo. it's a lot yeah. of like, sift back there for sure. <laughs> You you haven't like with the disintegration, you said that you kind of backed off of it because it was darker, and you, have you div, have you dove back into that at all, or is it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So when when I first listened to it, I was it was just it it wasn't like the darkness was cool. Like I you know I you know I was already into that kind of stuff, but it was just like. I don't know what it was back then. It was just like maybe like the stuff I was going through or something, but it was just like really sad and I couldn't, I couldn't like put myself through it. Like it, it hit me too much. Yeah. Yeah. It hit me really emotionally and Mm -hmm. I didn't want to like put myself in there. And (laughs) so I kind of put it on the shelf. Yeah. You got to save it for when you're ready. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Totally, man. Specifically, like, this semester, I have just been, like, completely obsessed with it and, uh, like, really, really, like, found out, like, why it's a masterpiece, you know, like, listening to it on repeat and, you know, getting getting all the way through it, you know, like, it's easy mm-hmm. to you know, start an album and then, you know, get busy, but, like, yeah. Starting it from start to finish, like and is, and have the time to like soak it in and and like have the mental space to like just take it all in and appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how albums are for me, for sure. Like, I'll I'll kind of hone in on one album and listen to it on repeat for like a week or two. But like, if it yep. really really struck me, I'll go months. Just yeah, listen yeah. to that yeah. album like yeah. every day on loop, and uh, that that's the way I got with disintegration. I would listen, I could listen to it for like three times in a row and still be like, yeah. "Fuck, I want to listen to it again," you know. And then Absolutely. when I go off to school, it's like stuck in my head, you know. And uh, I'm happy for you yeah. for like that's your album right now where you're just like, pl- like, because I I go through that same thing as well. Like I'll just get stuck on on a record and just like listen to it like two or three times a day you know and i'll listen to other stuff but you know yeah, yeah. I'll, that's sometimes that's... it's sometimes it's back to back yeah yeah you know <laughs> and sometimes it, it, it'll i'll be stuck on like a couple records for a month you know yeah. and i love that journey like i hear a million things after like the end of that month like i've heard a million more things than the first <laughs> listen than i had so it's a journey man it's dope Damn. yeah and like uh like like I was saying, if you if you if you're just a couple songs in, you might miss like the really the really really good stuff. Which for me is like when uh, the same deep waters you hits, and then what's the one after or before mm-hmm. that? What's the one before that? Uh, Prayers for rain, I believe. Uh, before okay, same okay, deep yeah. water. Yeah. Yeah. Prayers for rain. Same deep waters you. And then fucking disintegration, like yeah. that's that like the that best three. Mind, man. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah that's man. A... I mean, seriously, that is a flow. That, that's like that's like the best three back-to-back songs that could ever be to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and, and, and Definitely no arguments. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, especially for me, like, when I got to, like, Disintegration, the song, like, that shit just blew my mind. Like, when I when I really, really listened to it, and, like... It's like a culmination of all that. Yeah. That bundled like, up, like, all that, all that tension released. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really hits you if you're, yeah. if you're paying attention. And for me, like, I had paid enough attention, and then when I got to that point, it was like... Fuck! Like this is the best song that's ever written. Like, <laughs> right? And, yeah, it blew my fucking mind, and like I was. Uh, you had to take a knee. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously. Maybe like, maybe it, drop it a was... dab, you know? Yeah. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, yeah. And uh, so when and then I like it got stuck in my head forever, and yeah. I was like practicing with my band, and I was like, guys, I think we could pull this off. <laughs> I, I started learning the drum parts and my, uh, a top on bass player. We, we learned. Dustin plays the drums? Yeah, well, I, Fuck yeah. The band, I play the drums, bass. So I, I learned the drums, and I was like, at that point, I was like, fuck, like, maybe we could do this one day. And I, I called my bass player, and we learned the, the bass part, found out it was super easy. And I was like, well, fuck, like, all we need is, like, you know, those other parts. Sure, it's a hard song, but like, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of easy once you learn the part. I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's competitive as shit, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, we're we're not there yet. We gotta get a few more members uh, secured. Yeah. But in the future, we will yeah. fucking do it. Like, um, <laughs> uh, what kind of stuff does your band normally play? Is it in the same vein as like Cure stuff or your band? Yeah, you... so so same vein. I mean, like. Uh, Post-talk, dark waves, but, Fuck like, yeah. very Cure-inspired. I mean, like, I'm really obsessed with them right now, so the stuff that I'm writing now is, is very much inspired by the Cure. It's all dick, it's all dick deep in the Cure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's very it's very bass-heavy stuff. Like, I write all the... We write all the stuff on the bass first. and cool. um, Fuck yeah. And then, and then kind of move everything around that. Um, and that's that's directly inspired by the Cure and Joy Division and all those bands. Do you get Do you guys have any recordings online or anything where we can give a shout out where people might hear your stuff? Man, uh, I wish we did. So uh, <laughs> you're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. So that's uh, that's my summer homework. Actually, uh, we've yeah. got some studio time books. Uh, but nice. the band's called Figure Man. Uh, we uh, we'll get some stuff out there eventually. In the near future, what's y'all's name? Figure of Man. Figure of Man. All right. Figure, yeah. Uh, but yeah, we got some some summer uh, studio time books and it's good, uh, dude. Yeah, the stuff good right now sounds very much like uh, like the newer Cure stuff, like uh, you know some of the stuff off Law and Swings and self titled stuff like awesome. that. But, Do you sing uh, too? Yeah, so so right now I'm playing drums and yes. and singing, which is a motherfucker. Yeah, I can only <laughs> imagine, dude. Fuck yeah. Are you are you gonna try to see the cure on any of this live craziness that's going on, or of the festivals, or any of the few ones they've gotten announced here in the U.S. this summer? Uh, Austin City Limits. Yeah. That and that. yeah, so they only have three day tickets on sale now but oh, they shit. won't tell us they won't tell us when the the <laughs> one day tickets 
are available. Jesus. They, just, <laughs> it just says in the future, and I'm just like, well, what does that mean? Like, yeah, right, yeah. but... They're trying to sell things. Why do they make it hard? They're trying to sell tickets. Yeah, the rest of the festival lineup is garbage, to be honest. So I <laughs> literally just want I just want to buy the Cure Day tickets and go see them, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm definitely going to pass on that one, I think. But uh, <laughs> yeah, hopefully they'll announce some more. They'll get that actual album tour going before too long. But that's a weird griping about it the first part of this episode was it looks like that's getting pushed back a bit too so who knows but it'll happen like Chaz says this one sounds yeah. pretty definite it's just a matter of when so, so yeah cool. have well, you seen them in the past have you had a chance to see them yet well so when I when I initially got into them a couple of years ago it was when they they played that last US tour and they opened the they opened the tour in New Orleans right and me and my friend were gonna go, but kind of got lazy and just bought tickets. <laughs> and then, and then it passed, and we didn't think much of it. But now, you know, like looking back, I'm like, God damn, we're so stupid. We should have bought tickets. <laughs> yeah. um, go to every concert that you want to. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm really excited for the. So he announced that he was gonna curate a festival in L.A. Yeah, um, sort of like the the meltdown festival that he yeah. did. Um, but I, I'm really curious about that because, like, oh, he has good taste in music for sure. Like, uh, you know, yeah. like the meltdown 2018, he had you know, Nine Inch Nails and My Bloody Valentine. But he's also yeah. he's also you know uh, had bands like like Interpol, I think, and he yeah. he played a show, I think. Or was that the same festival as the like Salt? Curioso. I don't. I don't like know. Like and shit. Yeah, yeah. I think they were on meltdown. Um, but he he played a show with this band called Salt Men, and they're sort of like one of the newer post-punk bands. Hmm. And it's really interesting because like if he if he if he's staying current with like the scene and music as it is like today. And he's listening to like bands like Soft Man and Interpol. Like that's a that's a great sign for me because like if he's curating a festival in L.A., that's sort of like the epicenter of this whole like new new wave of of post punk that's going on right now. And there's so many good bands from yeah. the West Coast that are uh, that are popping right now. Bands yeah. like Cold Cave, Soft Kill. Ritual Veil, uh, Death Bell, mm. like there's a huge scene in the West Coast right now, and if he's if he's placing the festival in L.A., like yeah, you know that's be. some of that's got to be incorporated. Yeah, I mean if if he doesn't you know handpick some of those L.A. bands, it's going you know that's that's a missed opportunity because there's so many good bands, and, and if he's you know farming bands like that, that's a really good sign for the the new record because like if he's staying current with all of this this new post-punk stuff that's coming out right now like i have faith that the new album is going to be really sick if it's you know yeah. if he's paying attention to like where the music's going you know that's just yeah. my own opinion yeah, yeah i think same i hope so that's... 2019 robert smith like that that sounds like a great time 
Yeah. <laughs> Uncle Bob still knows what's hip, man. He, he's, he's got his ear to the street. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> He'll bring the party. <laughs> I love that. It's like a campaign slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good shirt idea. Yeah, right. there you go. <laughs> All right, Dustin. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, well, I guess uh, we should probably wrap it up. This episode's stretching on, but can't thank you enough for, for making contact with us and uh, Ooh, being our second calls. mystery caller, man. <laughs> two calls in. Yeah, man. thanks for thanks for having me, guys. I, I love the podcast. It's a, it's a great way to, to get through a busy work day and have a couple laughs. Awesome. Yeah, that's we shoot it's so weird that so. people actually listen to this. Yeah, thanks so much. <laughs> if you're as obsessed about the cure as as we are, it's kind of like you want to. That's all you want to talk about, really. Yeah, it's, <laughs> when you, when you're cool. knee deep in it, man, it's good to talk it out. Yeah. Well, uh, feel free to contribute anytime too. Absolutely. If you want to track us down or just record any of your own rambling thoughts at any point you know you always got a home here <laughs> if you want to send it our way so uh yeah send, be... send us a link of your music when you get it recorded yeah time. definitely for sure guys Thank, thanks so much for having me no problem. Oh, drive safe out there <laughs> all right have a good one guys yeah Jason, man. good night <laughs> awesome so oh, yeah. yeah mystery caller number two dustin driving Driving through the night, talking to some some wackadoos about the cure. So. Dustin got two <laughs> bong rips, man. That guy's yeah, great. that was nice. Uh, Graduating college, rocking a band, starting out a new band, playing bass and drums. That's what's up. Then singing at the same and time. Then singing and playing <laughs> drums. That's hard. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Especially if he's gonna try to cover the song "Disintegration," that's gonna be a tough one. Jesus, <laughs> get, I'm get so all that out in one. Play the drums on that for like the whole songs <laughs> and like keeping it steady. Jesus, hey. good yeah. luck, kid, man. Pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love that it, idea man. of like revisiting the whole back catalog of the Cure from like now. You know, oh, like it's yeah. a you hear everybody's story from like you know. You know, standing on the beach back or wish back, and you know, or you know, blood flowers. I'm a tad jealous back. of his journey right now. <laughs> yeah, where he's getting to like learn this shit. And he's like, listens to Spotify, and he's like, wait, what's this? Yeah. Faith. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like that's amazing. It's like sweet. And what a time to be a be alive. fucking young person. Man. What a time to be a person. Mm. Wow. So, um, well, maybe we should wrap there, and uh, even yeah. though we, we had some other co-potential, so we'll definitely try this again later if you guys Next are down. Time. Donald Chess, you, so you cool impressed. with that? I'm so yeah, impressed. I'm cool with that. <laughs> all right. I'm so impressed. So uh, all our social anxiety, it was all for nothing. <laughs> you know? Social media anxiety. So, social in- anxiety. <laughs> or mine. I guess I shouldn't speak for you guys. <laughs> no, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm ch- I'm chill as fuck. Uh, <laughs> I bet you. I hope you are. Call it after 26 bong rips. You better be chill. I know <laughs> what, the sacrifices I make for this. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, <laughs> thanks to you guys too for uh, yeah. for walking me through this journey. And uh, yeah, we'll Funny look forward shit. to take some more mystery callers and uh, 
hashing it out with the good people out there. And uh, so keep your eyes to, peeled to Instagram. Anyone listening out there, you never know when this will <laughs> pop up again. Mystery caller night. So, uh, for the holy hour. I hate surprises. I don't like surprises. I'm scary. <laughs> Just tell me what I'm in for. <laughs> All right, talk hard out there. Thank you, Dustin, Colleen, Donald, Chaz. Cheers and talk hard. All right, thanks again to everybody that reached out to be in this episode. We'll try to get you next time. Um, Very cool. We really had no idea what to expect through this one, so I really appreciate anyone that reached out. We hope to do it again soon and catch you next round um otherwise uh as of now two disintegration tribute shows in sydney have happened and they sound epic and awesome second the encore was all like demos and b-sides actually played no heart and delirious night and uh estin come on man that's gotta be so cool but um despite what that dingus at the guardian wrote right so anyway um we we wish everybody the best out there for the remaining two three shows and um yeah and be sure to catch that live stream on thursday may 30th of the final disintegration show and uh wake up early if you're here in the u.s on the east coast to follow that stream along those lines we got a cool heads up for an invite from um none other than mother angel blue is hosting another get together this one is put together with her sister, Amy Blue Medusa. Blue, it's Angel Blue Medusa Productions. They're putting together another meetup. They hosted the uh, meetup that we did in Brooklyn before the Hall of Fame get-together. So uh, it was really nice to meet her briefly. And uh, you're in good hands. So she's hosting a, a meetup in Portland, Maine. So if you're up in that area, even remotely close, you want to get over there at 5.45 a.m. It'll go to about 8:45 a.m. and uh, it's at a bar called Portland Zoo, which is an actual bar, not the zoo. Which both would be rad, but probably better do it at a bar. They're going to be watching the live stream. Uh, I think legally they can't serve till seven, which you know is probably good for everybody technically. But um, yeah, it's bound to be awesome if you are up there in that area. Definitely go. Uh, sounds like it's a free event, and uh, you can all watch it together. At bright and early, first thing in the morning, the live stream of Disintegration from Sydney. Like I said, you're in good hands with Mother Angel Blue. She's been doing this for years and knows how to host a Cure meetup for sure. So uh, I really wish I was up there and could join you guys. So uh, hopefully they'll send us some some stuff of how that all goes and some posts of how that goes because that's bound to be pretty awesome in itself. So anyway, check that out if you're up in Portland, Maine. And uh, Early Riser, go check it out. Otherwise, subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and uh, follow us on Instagram and check out the Facebook page if you want to contact me directly uh, about anything. Email me at gavinconnor at gmail.com. We'll let it go at that. We'll catch you soon. Safe travels to Colleen out there in Australia. Hopefully you're having the time of your life. We'll talk soon. All right. So good evening, guys.